Hello and welcome to another edition of the Modern Times Sports Podcast, also known as the Sports Yak. As always, I'm Wayne Shetsky, and with me is John, our czar of everything. Zidania, comrades of sports. And in the background is my toddler. You'll notice some crinkled paper from Cookie Eating, as well as dialogue in the soundtrack from a certain film we don't want to license about what your pets do when you're not around. Yeah, and, and he's also the one who's really going over our 53-man roster for the Cardinals. As well, he's he's really interested in these cuts, you know. He was a big fan of Scooby. He's a, as a small white dude. Scooby Doo. Yeah. As a small white dude, he loves the workout warriors. So. Wow. Well, on welcome, that note. Welcome, little Schutzky. On that note, we'll jump right into the Cardinals. Got the first game of the season on the uh, on the horizon, and they're making the cuts today. Mm-hmm. Actually, and they're lying I, strong. As I just mentioned, not a lot of big names on there outside of as I just mentioned, Scooby. Scooby. Uh, U of A's own. Four foot eleven linebacker. Yeah, but like Scooby you said Wright. before, he's one of those overachieving, shake drinking. Oh yeah, you know that guy's got the whey protein shits. <laughs> you know he does. I think his problem might maybe the stature issue comes from the fact that all he eats is whey protein. It, getting, it could be. It really could be broccoli. You know your green veggies. You can get some of that in there. I don't want to be. I don't want to be sued for slander, but uh, yeah, of course. You know, we love those things. Anyone buying them and making other people money who can afford lawyers to sue us, we we we, we love you right now. Other than that, obviously the big name being cut is Chris Johnson, um, as reported oh, by know, some upstart journalist named Adam Skefter. Uh, yeah, who I'm knows? Sure, unsure of how to pronounce that. You name. see, yeah, but you know, a guy's had a good career when you get cut on the 53, but still you're being tweeted by. Adam Schefter. Uh, well, you know, it's well, like the Germanic like shitty, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from what I, I, I've heard, you know, he was, you know, losing a step, and he's a speed back. So when he's losing speed, that's really all you have. He doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield like Andre Ellington. No, this, this is going to try to be my last tongue-in-cheek comment, but it, I, I also heard he might have had a little metal poisoning from his. Grill. <laughs> I think you're going to say from the bullets that he got shot. Yeah. Um, and he's not built like a brick shit house like Elijah Penny. So he doesn't really bring another dimension to the team. Well, he's a maybe, I heard, out there. D- David Johnson. Penny's a maybe yeah. cut. Yeah, but I, he's been impressing people, and he's seven feet tall, 850 pounds. So he's, you know, he's basically the, the fridge. He's pounds. basically the fridge. He's literally four feet taller than uh, Scooby. So. Scooby Wright the third. Of course, because, yeah. you know, Scooby Wright the first and second, they were real standouts. Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's, so, let's move on. Yeah, so not, not a lot, <laughs> not a ton of surprises uh, from the cuts thus far. Um, other, other news on the roster, only one really significant injury so far in preseason, and that's TJ Logan, the draft pick who was supposed to be their uh, return specialist. Normally a return specialist getting hurt wouldn't be too significant, but... The Cardinals were god-awful in that area last year, so he was actually expected to mm-hmm. provide a right, right. much-needed aspect. They lost games based on special teams, whether it was kickers, uh, coverage, or returning. So that is a bit of a blow. So we'll see if one of these different guys they were sticking back there, one of their speed receivers, can step in and fill the void. Oh, yeah. And, you know, maybe if, uh, uh, you know, Aaron's... Arians wants to uh, punish John Brown anymore or, or, or rip on him. They'll send him back there yeah. again and say, Stop getting sick. Catch 12 passes back a game in, and return kickoff. Back in my day, we drank paint, and we didn't <laughs> complain about it. <laughs> Good. And that's why I look like I do. Every time I couldn't <laughs> think that this guy could be more of a moron, he goes out and, and does something like that. 
You mean Bruce Arians? Bruce Arians. I mean, he, well, I mean, football genius, life mar- uh, moron. You think? Yeah, is that, I mean, is that, well, yeah. I mean, I mean genius is. We that all should have known when this guy walked in, and everyone's like, "No, he's the candid," co-, you know, because all coaches are like double speak geniuses, and from the school of Belichick, where they say right. nothing, they say thirty words they could have said in one, which is right. they could have just said no right. as a response to the, any question. And then you have the moron journalists uh, who are just like, oh. who we represent, who go, "Oh yeah, I'm writing well, it down," or they ask questions like. Oh, you guys won 38 to 5. Well, uh, how did it feel? Don't lump us in with those access journalists, because as we can show by our complete lack of guests on this podcast, we are not access journalists, because we're telling like it is. No, because in but these he, situations, he, it doesn't matter. He burst you on see, the, this is about entertainment. He, this is not about breaking He burst a story. onto the scene, and he... What, you're going to have Adam Schefter out here, and what, see, he's a he's an expert? Yeah. <laughs> or, or, like you said, you're going to have Bruce Arians on here, sure and he's not going to tell you the truth. I'm so you can go get a Cardinals uh, player, a coach, he ain't going to tell you crap. I'm pretty sure it's about <laughs> Schefter, I swear to God. Is it? <laughs> well, uh, let's look that up. I, I, I'm not done with this, real quick. Arthur, look up uh, Adam Schefter. <laughs> Schefter, <laughs> with a C-H. Um, he burst onto the scene as the head coach. Everyone loved him because, you know, he, he spoke. He said what was on his mind. And people forgot to look at the fact that what was on his mind was stupid. <laughs> now, four years in, coming off of a bad season, we're starting to realize that this is a paint drinker who sleeps in a bejeweled coffin to get his focus on. Wow, Wayne. Uh, yeah. You're feeling a group blames, against the Bruce well, Arians today. Who blames dumb moms for not wanting their 11-year-olds to get concussed four times a year while playing uh, amateur football? Yeah, well, how you know how is there going to be a league if kids don't play football? There might not be. Uh, no, but ESPN starting to promote professional Madden <laughs> leagues. Yeah, I know that is. That's going to be. That's actually going to replace it. I think that's actually going to replace it. And they'll just recycle all the old football players. Yeah, or they'll just create. Create your own players like the best part of men. So, oh my god, Wayne, your dystopian future is really you can create with my a quarter, you today. can create a quarterback who's as fast as David Johnson but looks like Elijah Penny and has the arm. And you, and of by Tom the way, Brady. you know, I just want to go back to again. Um, then you said, yeah, like this podcast, we don't have any guests. Again, I'm offended one more time. No, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. No, no, I'm just going more the dead spin route that we're not pandering. Yeah. We could get a you know, we're 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 an indie outlet here in town, but oh, we could an get indie outlet. No, but like we could that. get we could get we, if we wanted to go and fluff someone's butthole, we could get yeah. a, a guest or two. But we, that's not what we're doing here. Like you said, we're more for entertainment. And we're giving our takes. Yeah, I don't want to know as why you're telling everybody as, what I do on Sundays. <laughs> stupid. Fluff people. I said we don't. I know. <laughs> Arthur, did you get that down? He's note taking on all of this. Okay. But as I said. It wasn't a knock. It was. I think that's a good thing. One of the things I hate most about sports journalism is that it's almost entirely... Stop, Arthur. It's almost entirely become about what interview you can get or who you can get in your story to get a few uh, quotes. And so they're willing to ignore all the heinous shit that a lot of football players and coaches do or say in order just to get a friendly, a friendly relationship. Yeah, and most of it is, so I can is go, just a bunch of... BS, especially in sports. I can call uh, Bruce Arians a blithering idiot because as a blithering idiot myself, we recognize our own. <laughs> but also, I don't ever True. expect to get an interview with him, so I don't have to worry about pissing He's him off. He's not going to tell you anything. Yeah. I mean, and that's the great thing about sports. I mean, how many, I mean, like we were just talking about before we went on the podcast, we are going to talk Diamondbacks at some point. We were talking about our preseason predictions, okay? And then, and, and, and 
whether well, we don't want to get into us right now, and I don't want to do that either. But the, just my point is, it's but it's been a rough have, week. <laughs> no, no, you have these experts, right? Where all the preseason predictions, all the experts, and before the season, were saying Diamondbacks are going to win 70, 75 games, right? Well, I'm not an expert. <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying I'm talking about the Zips people. You know those. The sports you know, bar. No, again, it's, it's the same thing you said. In if February. you'd like to sponsor, Zip Sports Bar. Okay, just my point is, even if you said you had Adam. Skefter. Yeah, he's not a baseball guy. <laughs> or anybody else. But I, the, again, back to you. I'm, I'm backing up your point is that these experts, in hindsight, aren't very expert. No, they and all they said no, that, And nobody is when it comes they to They all sports, said the so Cardinals were really going to win the, World Se- or the Super the Bowl world. last year. <laughs> the World Bowl. I don't know sports well. <laughs> well, you see, that's probably what ESPN will name it. It'll be the World Bowl instead yeah. of the Super Bowl. Yeah, but, it, no, but your point is well taken. All the experts are saying the Cardinals were a Super Bowl contender last year, and they fell flat on their ass. Right. So nothing super surprising on the roster. Uh, Blaine Gabbert, at quarterback, has kind of been a surprise throughout the preseason, but at this point everyone knows he's going to stick on the roster as a third stringer. Potentially a quarterback of the future. Not mm-hmm. convinced that that's going to work out. But Potentially you know, backup quarterback of the future. The backup quarterback of the future. That should have been his like tagline when he was drafted. So going on to the schedule. Uh, Cardinals don't have a terribly tough schedule this year because they play the AFC South. So I did I, I did double predictions. I went through them all and kind of just did my gut as a Cardinal fan reaction, which is going to be rose-colored glasses. What? And I came out with an 11-5 and record, which is rose-colored for them. I okay. think they're capable of it, whether they actually execute on that with their uh, linoleum-tiled head coach. Then <laughs> That thing's shiny. That dome's shiny. It is. It's cute, um, though. So I went with, you know, I had them starting off pretty well, actually, at one, two, three, four, uh, four and, uh, yeah, four and one. Only loss coming in the first six weeks to the Cowboys because Ezekiel Elliott is on Appealing appeal, he, so he'll be definitely be playing. I would, you think so? You don't think they'll wrap that up by the 25th of September? Uh, if, Tom, if the Tom Brady case is any sort of uh, indication, no, because he's filed the injunction, so they're going the court route, all of that. It's just going to take forever for, to even get a ruling, and he's going to get to play until there is a ruling, so... Also, a lot of the evidence is pointing to the fact that this suspension is probably not going to be upheld. Um, I have the only losses I have them coming to the Cowboys uh, one time to the Rams because even though they're not great, the Rams always play their division really tough. Um, I have them losing to the Titans. Have them losing to the Giants in Week 15. I have them losing to the Seahawks in the last week of the season because if they're going 11 and five, then I expect them to have the division wrapped up by then. So they probably won't be starting Palmer things like so that. So you're thinking the Seahawks are are, are even going to be like nine and seven? I think the Seahawks are kind of destined to go nine and seven in perpetuity and take but the still beat the Cardinals. St- I think in weeks uh, seventeen, yes, because at that point I don't expect Palmer to be starting if they do this well. Um, I expect them to go nine and seven and take the division if the Cardinals underachieve. So in my my more dour predictions, where I kind of critically looked at each game, I have them going seven and nine. I have them losing. Wow. Teams that I had them winning against prior that I have them losing to are teams like the Eagles. That if their quarterback takes the next step, could give them problems. And they're there. Um, they're at the Eagles sure. on the eighth uh, of October. I have them losing. Things like having losing to the Seahawks twice as opposed to once. Have them losing to the Rams twice as opposed to once for the same reasons. They always play tough in the division. Um, losses to teams like the Titans because they have a pretty decent uh, young quarterback, a good tight end, and Delaney Walker. Cardinals historically. Are you struggled. talking about Marcus Mariota? Mariota, yeah. He, as long as he can stay healthy, he's a he's he's shown himself at least last season to be a pretty good quarterback. So, all right. 
Um, and the Redskins at the Redskins. At the Redskins, I have them losing in my more dour predictions because they are, for all their faults, they are a fairly talented team. Um, so, Kirk Cousins, not a top five quarterback, but definitely a top fifteen, kind of like Paul. Same realm as Palmer. He can win games occasionally. So, um, yeah, that's where I have him going. So, rose colored glasses, eleven and five. More dour, seven and nine. Yeah. And I really wouldn't be surprised anywhere. The, the Cardinals are one of those teams. They're overloaded with talent, but execution is 50% of that equation as well, at least. So, Yeah, that's rough. I mean, you know, it's 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 hard to pick. It's hard to figure out what the Cardinals are going to do now. It, looks, it almost looks like this is one of their old schedules. And, you know, where they're on the road the first two, you know, when they used to sure. play in Sun Devil Stadium, they were always on the road the first three games because it was so dang hot yeah. outside and, um, in the middle of the day. But, you know, it's a it's it's not a very easy uh, first five games. I mean, they got three on the road, and then they got the Cowboys at home. Um, yeah. The only other home game they have uh, in the first five games is against the 49ers, which they should win. Yeah. I don't... Um, but, you know, I mean, it's like everything else. It's hard. And so when I'm thinking about my predictions, well, I like everything else. See, see. That's why we need to have a video uh, cast with this. Wayne laughs at stuff like when I say it's hard. and But what I mean is it's hard to predict, okay? Yeah. But, and again, I think if the Cardinals can go through, and this is where my predictions came through. I didn't do a game-by-game -game breakdown. If I do that they're able to come out of that first five games at 4-1 and one somehow, then they're they're the 11-5. and five. Sure. But if they come out, you know, 2-3, and 1-4 uh, and four, by any mm. chance... Then it's this good. It's going to be the seven and nine season, and it's like everything else, too. Again, just like how it's hard, um, but if you, how how usually you will know after the first month or so, sure, how a team season is going to be. You knew what the Diamondbacks were going to be you like. Were, you know, in you the, the NFL, last year. right? In the NFL, you know, in the first month, and yeah. any sport, and especially with these two, because I know it's hard that they have so many games away from home to start the season, but. The first two I don't give much credence to because they're not already in kind of the rhythm of playing at one in the afternoon. So I don't think those early games should bother them. And the teams they're playing. They're playing the Colts in the second week who Andrew Luck might not even be healthy yet. Right. Um, don't have much other weapons around him. Playing Lions in week one who have an offensive line that's weaker than Bruce Arians' opinions. And so they should, I think they should blow them apart. Um, if they don't. Yeah, we should have beat Tom, we should have beaten Tom Brady. You yeah, know, it's... Jimmy... Uh, Garofalo. Yeah, Janine Garofalo playing, <laughs> playing a quarterback for him. So, but the same thing. So if they lose, if they lose both of those, they should. Um, that that would be an indication that they're off to this more seven to nine or worse. Oh yeah. Uh, season. Yeah, that's the way. You know, I mean, that's what you know. The thing about preseason predictions too is mm -hmm. that you know. You can probably be eighty to ninety percent if somebody lets you say it after the first month. Mm -hmm. You know. And, and it's just the way that it is. And that's why, again, we'll go back to it. These experts and the way shows are, now we do predictions, usually end up being rough. Preseason predictions are like assholes. Your wife's, Everyone's your got wife's one. not interested. <laughs> you can cut that if you want. No way. Why the hell would I? Why, why would we want to cut something like that? I don't that? know what age group we're gearing this for. <laughs> If we're in that the, works for every age. If we're in the you nine, said, if we're in the nine and up demographic, then fine, you, leave it. You said assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the Diamondbacks. Moving on. Speaking of preseason predictions, no, I See, will. We have, uh, we're gonna have a special show. I think our next one. I'm gonna take all of our our clips from our February preseason 
spoiler alert, John was closer to the truth than I was. Um, you know, if we win 12 games, I'm exactly to our, my optimistic. And, and see... One thing I, I do remember see, about that, I, I think I taunted you with Ruth's crit. I mean, with, uh, no, with uh, Durant, so I, I got to buy John an expensive steak now. No, no. You know, a Whataburger will be fine, um, <laughs> especially because uh, I like them. But um, <laughs> Durant's would be worried somebody's going to come up and... Take me out. This isn't 1967. Yeah, but you know, I'm Sicilian, so you never know. There might be old grudges with my uncle or something like that. But uh, And neither of us are uh, the journalist who got blown up in the world. Yeah, I'm not Don Bowles. Neither am I. You, but you want to be. I'm more realistic. You want to get blown up in your car after the end of a hard day of work. That's what any writer <laughs> hopes for. Um... Moving okay, on to the Diamondbacks. On to the Diamondbacks. So, Talking about getting blown up in your car. Yeah, the Diamondbacks uh, looked... Did you see Silvino Bracho pitch yesterday? <laughs> I didn't. I thought he was a bullpen catcher, to be honest. Speaking of Sicilians, Silvino Bracho sounds like a no. Sicilian. Um, but speaking of getting blown up in your car, Diamondbacks imploded on themselves for the second half of the season. Up yeah, until not very about good July and no, uh, they were on fire. You know, the first se- week of August too, overshadowed by the Dodgers, obviously having a historic season. But they Diamondbacks were also on pace to have close to a hundred wins, which was pretty unrealistic. Unrealistic, but I know you're sitting around, you know, wringing your hands together like I am every time Dansby Swanson <laughs> doesn't get a hit when the Diamondbacks <laughs> no, are struggling. I've, I've, I've given up <laughs> on the Dansby Swanson. <laughs> He's boat. at two thirty. Um, hey. Cameron Maven. Just got, you know, the Astros were high on him. He was at 230. Um, but they've, they've turned it around. The Diamondbacks now are 20, have a winning record since the, in the second half of the season, 24 and 22. That was not the case prior to the past couple weeks, but, you know, they put together a strong. Yeah, you win eight games in a row. Yeah. Life changes. Especially, and it, these aren't against crappy teams. You know, they swept the Dodgers in convincing fashion. Yeah, you know, the Dodgers were, were due for a fall. I sure. Mean, you know, they haven't I mean, had one the entire season. Yeah, so. I'm, and I'm not saying that they're, you know, going to lose the rest of their games and not make it out of the first round of the playoffs, but you knew at some point they were going to have to struggle some. And, you know, unfortunately, I think, even though I was, you know, you know, predicting that, you know, privately, I wanted it to happen, um, like, September 25th. We don't need to know what you've been doing privately. <laughs> oh, come on. I... <laughs> But what, what speak, do I do? Do I fluff? I think this was the holes, or what is that? What is that way? I don't know what you do. No, what did you say earlier? <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you referencing? You can't deny this. I have Arthur here to back me up. Uh, my son backs me up. He's our engineer for today. That's what we should. His have done. first word was nepotism. <laughs> as long as it wasn't anarchy. He was born into the era of Trump. As long as it wasn't antifa, you're probably fine. Hey, I think technically my grandfather was an antifa. He jumped out of an airplane over France and fought Nazis. So. <laughs> um, you know, I don't want to digress too much, but I, I loved an Onion piece they had this time when it said, uh, the headline was, black-clad people come and disrupt a uh, peaceful rally. And it was a picture of the riot force of a police department. <laughs> anyway, go. so Diamondbacks, no think, more riot force so for them. Kind of that whole skid break, skid break? C- came against the uh, Dodgers. <laughs> that was kind of a turning point. Every time that I'm during that whole struggle of through July, right, right, August, right, right, right. 
every single time they managed to eke out a win, people were like, "Well, is this going to turn it around?" But those wins were never convincing. They were like right, they barely beating, and they're barely beating bad teams. Sure. So it was like that's not the win that is going to turn things around. This Do- now this Dodgers series, that's something that gave this team some confidence. That was a good team that you beat three games in a row in convincing fashion. Not only that, but it's very likely they could face the Dodgers in the first round of the playoffs after the wild card. So, yeah, a lot of people were saying that Robbie Ray uh, uh, game that he pitched, uh, I don't remember what day it was. It was yeah. probably Saturday. I think Saturday night was a setup maybe for game one of the DL, sure. NLDS. And Robbie Ray coming off, you know, pitchers react differently after getting hit in the head. And he has looked great. And he hasn't, you know, he hasn't looked scared out there. He hasn't looked hesitant. He's following through on his pitches. That's kind of something. Yeah, he looks good. A lot of times the pitchers will pull up because they're trying to get ready to defend the mound. He hasn't looked scared out there, which no. is, which is a good sign for them because they need a number two behind Granky. Because as good of a season as Granky's had, you know, low three ERA, sixteen or seventeen wins now, he's been hittable. He hasn't been the Granky, the L.A. Dodgers Granky that was potent up sub two or low two ERA. Right. Even in that win against the, the Dodgers recently, which kind of got that monkey off his back because he hasn't pitched well against them. Right. Um, he only let up one run, but there were a few innings there where they were hitting the ball hard off of him. They were just either hitting him at guys or Pollock was making a great play in center to save yeah, him. He so, stole that uh, an easy double off yeah, Bellinger. Yeah, to so he, he's not the unhittable Granky. He's still an ace, but he's not that top... Yeah, he's not Dwight Gooden in 86. He's not that top three pitcher in the league ace. He's more of like, he's still better than half the league's aces, but he's going to get roughed up every now and again. Um, So you need that guy right behind him who's almost as good as he is so that if one of them has a bad game, the odds are the other one's going to pitch well. And I think Ray has shown that early in the season and now bouncing back and showing that. You know, Patrick Corbin. Patrick Corbin's bounced back in a, in a big way. He's yeah. starting to figure, it almost looks like he's got that slider back that he's been trying to find since he hurt his arm. Right. Um, Godley struggled lately, but kind of was the one guy that they relied on while Corbin was struggling, while Ray was struggling, um, and while Granke was so-so. So they've. I, I, I'm pretty confident in their rotation, and now their offense looks to be back on track. So I think they actually have the makeup of one of those wildcard teams that could actually go deep in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Because it's not like the NBA where the eighth seed is just fodder. He right. might make it out of the first round every decade, but right. isn't going to do much more. Wildcard teams go or win the World Series all the time. Mm-hmm. And these they have the makeup because they have pitching and they have a dynamite offense that actually looks to be getting back on track. So Yeah, and especially in a five-game, seven-game series, what do you need, three starters sure. maybe? And Kershaw... You know, his health is dubious going into the postseason, and he's not been a good postseason pitcher to begin with. So people always look at the Dodgers and say they've got Kershaw. He's this lights-out pitcher, which is true, but the playoffs are a whole different story with him. So, And it's only one and game yeah, that he can pitch In a five-game series, he could potentially pitch two. Here, here, let me ask you before you go on your little list there, your little organization stuff we got. <laughs> I'm a journalist. I, I, I do know come, you are. A I do come prepared. I know. I've seen. I've seen you get paid for writing. Twenty minutes. Yeah, you've paid me. <laughs> <laughs> you by seen. By seen, you've signed the checks. <laughs> but hey, hey, you know, I don't want to, you know, bring out the. You know. Today's word of the day is nepotism. <laughs> John adopted me and then started paying me. But you, who do you think the Diamondbacks have as their? Bamo, who do you think the Diamondbacks 
uses their three starters. So you, do you think if the, like if the season ended today, to, to me, it's Granky, Ray, and Corbin? I agree. And then do you have Walker eligible, and you make him come? Walker's out the, of the pen. I'd go to Godley before I'd go to Walker. Walker or hasn't. Both. Walker hasn't shown me anything this year. I have them both on the roster to be in the bullpen in case one of those other guys like just loses it early in a game, which they've been known to do occasionally, so that you have another guy ready. Right, another long guy. Because yeah, because I but Walker hasn't shown me anything. You know, he's this prospect with a lot, ton of potential, and that's what they yeah, traded career high ten strikeouts. And that's what they traded for. He still seems to kind of be teetering on that edge. Yeah, he he still gets a lot of strikeouts every now and again, but he's he just hasn't shown me that he hasn't taken that next step yet. Godley's shown me more this season than Walker has. Right. Godley doesn't have the ceiling that Walker has, right. but Godley has kind of reached his peak as you know. And again, I don't know these guys. I just see what I see from. I know them all personally. Yeah. We drink together. Uh, uh, we party together. What do you drink together? Um. Milk. Samoa. By looking at uh, is that godly milk? Maybe is there that alcohol? Is there some? Beer, is there form think. of some form of southern alcoholic milk? I would imagine that godly drinks while he hunts boar. I don't know. <laughs> 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 um. Anyway, back to my point. I think that uh, even though I don't know these guys, um, what you can see from all the you know promotional stuff, you see the camera in the dugout. Yeah. You know. Um, I've been to a few games even in the last week. Um, it seems like Walker doesn't have the mental development. <laughs> He's not an adult yet. He still looks like a 16-year-old kid mentally playing, you know, uh, baseball. And I just don't think he continue takes his gifts seriously. <laughs> Walking that line, um, you know, you know, and I think Godley's a little different, probably because again, he was he's been out hunting boar, so you have to mature or else you get gored. Yeah, gored by the board. Well, you know, it happens. Yeah. So all in all, I think the Diamondbacks are in good shape going into the playoffs. They've got a good hold on that first wild card spot. I don't, I'm don't. i not worried about any of these teams, the Rockies, the Brewers, catching up to them at this point. And you have to give a little credit to J.D. Martinez. That, that was a that good pickup. That was trade. a good pickup. I love that. Yeah, yeah, you trade three guys who are low-level prospects for one guy who can rental. mash. Yeah, even a rental. They needed him. He provide, you know, He's low batting average, provided tons of power, home runs when they needed it. And I that think lineup is pretty stacked if yeah. you have... If Lamb's hitting the ball and sure. Pollock, I think you yeah were, you Pollock, were uh, you know he's batting two sixty seven on the season, but he, last seven games he's got two home runs, higher batting average. I think he's finally coming around. He just hasn't looked comfortable since he came off the DL. Yeah. He's out, defensively he's been good, but offensively he seems to finally he's starting to come through. So I think they're in real good shape, um, and I think they have a legitimate shot to go deep in the playoffs. You think for sure they're gonna get the? I mean, you know, the water card game is always a toss up, so. Having it at home is going to be big. You think they get there? I mean, obviously they just yeah. I think having it at home will be a big deal for them because they have such a better home record than a road record. But I think yeah, they've got a four and a half game lead up on the Rockies right now. I think that's good for them. I think any matchup they get in the wild card game, whether it's the Rockies or the Brewers, I think they have um, the advantage just because of their pitching. Mm-hmm. They've got better pitching than both oh, those yeah. teams, and at least an equal offense. So I think they have the advantage there. I'm not too worried about that. Obviously, it's one game, so it could go either way, but I feel confident that they'll do well there. Um, and that. So we're going to be back next... And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. And next next year, I was going to say, Kali, I hope it's not a year until I see you again. <laughs> anyway, next month in our uh, Modern Time Sports podcast, we're going to do... 
We're going to revisit where the Diamondbacks have gone, whether uh, our predictions for the postseason have worked out, and we're going to revisit our predictions from the beginning of the season to see how badly... Uh, we will be the one month in on the Cardinals, and Suns will be in training camp. I mean, it's going to be, you know, everything's sure. going to be going on, so we'll try to do a quick... Coyotes might be in Milwaukee. Who knows? At least Shane Doan. <laughs> sure. We should get Shane Doan on, like John Campadoro. Donor! He's my best friend, and we love each other, so he texts me. <laughs> that was uh, that was just that that was just my generic impression. Well, maybe but anyway. we can have my our Sicilian family fight with Gambo Sicilian. Well, my family. my family's all actually Calabrian. Oh, oh you're from... we're mainlanders. All right, so, well, uh, this um, my friendship with Wayne is now over. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not dir- dirty island scum like you fellas. <laughs> well, it's kind of like Dodgers Diamondbacks, and hopefully by. How so? 30 more minutes. By the time of our next podcast, we'll know what's going on and who the Diamondbacks are set to play in the playoffs. And we'll discuss how John's homerism at the beginning of the season accidentally paid out for him. Yeah, uh, and probably Wayne will be buying lunch Mm. next next time. We'll have free pizza or something. John's a hot dog I found in downtown Phoenix. Okay, well, thanks, everybody. Wayne, thank you for having me on your show again. Yeah, you know, thank you for having me on my show, which takes place in your office with your equipment. <laughs> no, well, I mean, it's our office with our equipment, because this is a team. Sure. Well, I mean, hey, you can have it whenever you want. I was just want. trying to give you credit for, for, dull, for, for uh, doling out the bucks. I didn't want to uh, take credit well, for wait, that. now we're really going off the rails. It's true, but, you know, credit where credit is due. Well, you, thank you. You're the man who makes things happen. <laughs> Say good, say say good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. <laughs>